Hello and welcome to the February 2021 edition of the Xcoders Community Podcast. I'm Jared Sorge, and this month I'm joined by Malin Sunberg of the Xcoders of Vancouver. Thanks for joining the show, Malin. Thank you for having me. I'm, I'm really excited to talk to you. Yeah, I, I saw, and we'll talk about this a little bit, but I saw that you've had some uh, events up in Vancouver, and that's been pretty exciting to see, like, community and actual of, of talks come yeah, around. Yeah, uh, yeah in the age we're, we're in. Yeah, so. no, I, I really missed it. So I, uh, w- we're trying to keep it online now and that makes it good because like everyone can join no matter where they are. So I think yeah, that's, that's, cool. that's a, that's a welcome change, but I do miss meeting people in person, but I think we, we have to make the best out of it. It's true. It's true. Especially since we've got probably a few more months of this. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> um, but we've never chatted before. Could you tell me a little bit about yourself and your background and, yeah. and, who you are? Yeah, so sure. Um, yeah, so as I mentioned before we started recording, uh, I'm originally from Sweden, uh, but I lived in Australia a bit before this, and now I'm in Vancouver. So I've been here since 2018, um, and I do quite a lot of different things. So um, <laughs> I'm, in general, like really interested in like creating apps and creating products. So. I'm working on my own things, uh, one thing together with my partner Kai, uh, which is a time tracker and invoicing app called Orbit. Um, oh, cool. And then I'm also running my own uh, design and development uh, agency. So I do that as well. And also working um, with a, yeah, uh, like a, a lot of different things. And um, I also give a lot of talks. <laughs> Uh, I'm trying to sort of organize, <laughs> think about what I have upcoming. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, I have some. Uh, I also give workshops and uh, talks and planning meetups and those things as well. That's cool. Is there any kind of topic that you like to talk about more than others, or are you kind of a general purpose speaker? Yeah. So um, I think um, at the moment I focus a lot on Swift UI. Uh, so that tend to be what I'm focusing on uh, in the talks. Uh, so Orbit that I worked on is uh, both a Mac app and an iOS app. So that is all written. Probably like the, the Mac app is about 75% written in SwiftUI. Um, and the iOS app is probably 90% in SwiftUI. So that's that's sort of where the focus is at the moment. That's cool. I'm, I'm curious what kind of Mac stuff you had to not use SwiftUI <laughs> for. Ah, yeah. Um, I can get into it if you, if you want to. It's... Um, this actually is kind of up my alley because I'm working on on a, a new app that's both Mac and iOS as well, and I'm I'm curious like what Mac things might I have to worry worry about on my side? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, uh, what type of Mac app are you making? It's a it's a text editor for a format called Text Bundle, which is what I use on my website. It's like a, a packaged uh, format where it's a folder with a text file in it for Markdown, mm-hmm. and then it's got a, a directory for assets, so you can link them all together and like bundle them up in one thing. Um, so it becomes a lot easier to, to uh, transport it and get it to someone else, for, so they can see your text file and have all the assets with it. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. Actually, I found it like a few years ago. Uh, it's an, it's an open f- like standard kind of thing, uh, bo- bolted on the Markdown. Mm-hmm. And uh, I built my website in text bundle format. So uh, it's it's really nice for, for the web because like I can have my post with all my assets attached and it's just one thing I have to worry about, not like a separate assets folder on my server and that kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. It's just one 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 deal. Okay, interesting. Um, yeah, so I think uh, the things that we had um, that we couldn't use SwiftUI for was, I think, uh, so I, I'm originally, I started doing iOS development in 2014 when Swift came out. So I've been doing a lot of iOS development. And then when I moved over to Mac, there were 
certain things that like starting to use with Swift use Swift UI on the Mac was just making it it was difficult being new to the platform at the same time as being new to a completely new tool because sometimes we mm. just didn't know if things were available on Mac OS and we just couldn't find it in SwiftUI or if you just couldn't do something on Mac OS compared to what you did on mm. iOS. So that took a lot of time for us to like figure out what's available there and what's available with SwiftUI because we started in last year in January or February uh, and there wasn't that much documentation there uh, and at the moment now now we're getting a lot more things but I think what we had to um, the things we noticed specifically back then because we still supported Catalina was that there were things missing related to multiple window support or keyboard shortcuts and those type of things and also um, with just certain implementations that just certain default functionality with SwiftUI that just didn't work as we expected so for example um, with Catalina, when you had a when you had a mouse connected um, to your computer, it would always show scroll bar gutters, both horizontal and vertical gutters. Oh, weird. Yeah, so like even if you had like a sidebar for your app, it would huh. show you know like a sidebar, <laughs> like in Finder. Is it are you using both Catalyst and Swift UI? No, this was or just Swift UI. Just yeah. Swift UI. So we we did manage to sort of dig deep into the view hierarchy and we noticed that like the default setting that they have for like because you have different appearances for scroll views and the default one mm -hmm. was just set to always display the gutters um and mm -hmm. as soon as you have like an input device that's not a trackpad plugged in that's going to be displayed so that was a thing that we had to sort of work around and just dig deep into like the views and try to figure out why that is happening in the first place um and that's that's sort of where we added, had to at some points, we had to like move over to AppKit, especially for like multiple window support and uh, presenting windows mm -hmm. programmatically. And for this particular thing, we had to sort of um, find our own workarounds. Um, that were <laughs> uh, not not very intuitive, um, but we managed to manage to work around it. But I would say like it's really easy to get started with SwiftUI, but then you will have those things that are like shortcomings, and it's really hard to like estimate your time around it as well because it's like you will you will find those like roadblocks where it's like you don't know if it's you or if it's the language or if or it's the framework um yeah, yeah. but overall i think now when uh, when i got in my sort of head around swift ui and when i know sort of the ups and downs i know what's possible and what isn't possible so i tend to move over to ui kit when i need to or like wrap ui kit or app kit components when i need to that's cool that's cool i have to check it out how did you end up getting involved in and Xcoders. I guess at that point it was Van Coco. No, and then that, became... that was actually when it, they right? already changed to Xcoders. I think they changed okay. early 2018. I think. I can't remember now. <laughs> um, yeah, but um, so I was basically as soon as when I knew I wanted to move to Vancouver, I kept an eye on all of the local meetups and just wanted to see what it was. So before that, uh, when I lived in Sydney, uh, in Australia, I was involved in Cocoa Heads, uh, which was a monthly meetup that mm -hmm. we had every every third Thursday of the month. Uh, so I was yeah. co-organizing that and I thought that was really fun. And I always thought that it was great to just combine people from all different sort of backgrounds and get everyone to just have a basically like a mini conference where people could just chat and have some pizza. Mm -hmm. um, <laughs> and I, so that's why I was sort of like keeping my eye on local meetups uh, before moving here. Um, and then I came across Xcoders and I think they had one like a week before I moved here. So I was a bit 
irritated that I missed my first one and I could have gone to. Um, but then um, I also got um, um, a mutual friend of mine and Alan uh, sort of um, got got us connected. And then we just uh, caught up for a coffee and we were chatting a bit about Xcoders and about what Alan is doing. Um, mm-hmm. And then Alan needed sort of like help uh, on on the, uh, help with the events and then I started getting or, uh, getting getting like involved in organizing that and um helping out like meeting people at the door letting people know like where they should go and also starting mm-hmm. to find like different different speakers as well but then like by the time um I started like finding speakers it's sort of we, we all sort of went into like uh covid I think we were talking I was talking to Alan um I think February last year about like whether or not we should organize something and we decided not to, mm-hmm. uh, which I think was good. But uh, now we decided probably, uh, we decided in January that it would be fun to get started again and organize something. Mm-hmm. Um, because I think this will, unfortunately, I hate to be like negative, but I do think COVID will, we won't be able to meet people in person for a while. Um, yeah, I think you're right. Yeah, yeah. I, I think it's it's really... Uh, so I really just miss meeting people. So now we decided to do it online instead. Um, so mm-hmm. we're trying to have uh, two speakers, um, maybe two and a lightning talk, um, but trying to keep like the same format as we've been having in person, but we have it online. Um, and then afterwards to sort of have this like casual catch up afterwards, we are having mm-hmm. like breakout rooms as well as part of that so that people can have a chance to chat with each other. So is it all done then on on Zoom? Um, we're using Google Meet, and that's okay. Yeah, I <laughs> <laughs> we've been trying a lot of different tools. So I also have another meetup called uh, Core Coffee, where we meet. We used to meet at a coffee shop every other uh, every other Sunday um, mm-hmm. when that was when we we're still meeting in person, and then we decided sure. to move that one online in February last year. Um, so we experimented a lot with different sort of online tools and online meeting channels. And then we sort of felt like Zoom was, um, it was pretty pricey, I think. That was one part, uh, mm. especially when we started out and wanted to experiment with different things. We decided to not go with that, but we did try it out. Um, but we felt like overall Google Meet was sort of good because you don't need an account necessarily. You can sort of just ask to join. Um, oh, that's nice. And now they have also added things like uh, polling, uh, so you can ask people questions, and they also added the breakout rooms. Okay, so the breakout rooms are a newer thing? Yeah, I think they added it in November or something. Okay. Okay. Yeah, very, quite recently. My, yeah, my last job my last job used Google Meet for all of our like virtual meetings and stuff, and I don't, didn't remember meeting rooms or like breakout rooms uh back then yeah, that, yeah. but that was back in april i think yeah yeah no it's uh, it was quite new i think they were sort of i don't think they expected people to use it so much and then uh, it's still a bit <laughs> weird it's like when you put people in breakout rooms you as an organizer i think you don't get dedicated into a breakout room like you don't get moved into a breakout room you have to join them afterwards but if you do that that means that if anyone joins while you are in a breakout room you're not in the main hall to let anyone in Oh no! Yeah, it's it's really weird. <laughs> so you have to treat the main room as kind of a, a breakout room, and, and what we so ended, that someone else can join. What we ended up doing was to actually have like a separate browser where we log in with the same account, and then uh, we can invite people or accept uh-huh. people that way, which is 
That's smart. <laughs> yeah, it, it shouldn't be a thing you have to do, but yeah, that's what we ended up doing. It could be worse. I mean, it could not have the breakout rooms at all, and you just have like a mass of people talking over each other, which yeah. doesn't sound very good yeah, either. Yeah, so we did that a bit for Core Coffee, but then we, we sort of noticed when we got a bigger, like more people joining, we felt like it was just not the same sort of casual conversations. It felt like you often have to like, everyone's topics are interesting of course but i think people might be like a bit less comfortable going into like the nitty details of something so if they might want to maybe maybe someone's like wanted to talk about the um the landing of the um of the rover on mars today right and that is not related to ios but most people might be interested in that but some people might be like extra geeky about that and then it's good if we have breakout Mm -hmm. rooms so that people can like go in depth with those conversations um yeah yeah, so I think that's that's quite, that works quite nice, and I think people feel a bit more um, comfortable taking talking about like smaller topics, but also talking for a longer time because they don't feel like they take up the room for everyone, right? Yeah, totally. So you've got or there's a, a talks upcoming on the twenty fifth this this month, is that right? Yes. So Thursday next week um, at five forty five. So we're gonna start just to let people in and. Uh, get people comfortable i guess and then mm-hmm. then we're starting the talks at 6 p.m p and that's in uh pst cool uh and did i see that josh holtz and yes it's josh and curtis um so curtis herbert who is uh working on slopes and he's also having an app called uh or uh, an app called sim sim genie i never actually said it out loud oh yeah sim genie yeah. yep yeah yep um yeah so he's um Curtis is going to talk about subscriptions and sort of the subscription user, like from a user perspective, um, and okay. sort of the user flow behind it, and also talk about uh, some things just related to like how um, how you can provide a good experience for users. And I think that is something that's tricky, right? When you have subscriptions, you mm-hmm. you sort of have to ask people for uh, for their money, but you you don't want to like <laughs> you, you want them to really understand what what they get value out of it and. Um, I think he's he's been working a lot on like doing that in a friendly way and also making sure that he's treating the customers nicely. Um, yeah, totally. And Josh is um, working at, or he's he's the main con- core contributor to Fastlane, so he tends to have a Fastlane talk, and this time he's going to mm-hmm. talk about uh, code signing, which I think is something that many people are sort of dreading. So I think I've be been good. I've been struggling with that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. If you come to the talk. Yeah. I definitely plan on it. Yes, how did how did you put out the call to get them to to join, or like do you know them already? And you asked them, "Hey, would you mind giving talks at Xcoders?" Or like, how did it come about that they're going to be joining? Um, yeah, so I sort of know. I think I never actually met Josh in person, but we we've been talking online, and then uh, he also joined uh, my podcast that I have uh, as a guest. Uh, so we were talking there, oh, cool. talking a lot about Fastlane. So I wanted to check in with him and see if he wanted to give a talk. And then uh, Curtis, mm-hmm. I met uh, as well before. We kept in touch online uh, as well. So I I thought it would be fun. I thought he makes a, sl- a skiing and snowboarding app, right? So that's perfect for mm-hmm. for Vancouver and for a Vancouver audience. So I thought that would be quite a good fit. Um, but in general, we're we're trying to have meetups. Um, we want to have meetups on a regular, somewhat regular basis. So I'm trying to mm-hmm. get it in, uh, get one in for every month. Um, so in general, I try to 
either just ask at the meetup to see if people are interested and just help people out as well. So if people might be like less comfortable giving a talk online uh, or might not have done it before, I'm always suggesting to do like a tech test beforehand and help them sort of workshop ideas as mm -hmm. well if they need that. Um, and I, I always sort of encourage people to give give a talk and i think you, you learn a lot from it right and i think it's mm -hmm. it's just a good experience and a good way of sharing information i think twitter is great for like communicating um online like casually and blog posts are good too but i think it's a bit more of a personality too if if, if you get like in-person talks right and i think um that's why i really think it's important to like continue continue having that and continue having people sharing their learnings and things like that um, totally. Yeah, so I'm also reaching out to some people uh, on Twitter and online in general to check if they are interested in giving talks. Are they are they going to be recorded and posted later on, or are they just kind of night of ephemeral and then they go away? <laughs> yeah, it's it's a bit up to each speaker. I don't want to sort of put a pressure on just because I think it can be make it a bit less relaxing. Um, mm -hmm. I think we will try to record some of them. Um, but mm -hmm. I think ideally it's probably better to, if you can join in person, that's really good because we do also have like a discussion afterwards. That's nice. Yeah. yeah so like I plan for like a, a Q and a session or and also like in the breakout rooms, everyone can always chat about the topics. I think that's working out quite last time. It worked out quite nicely. So hopefully it will be good this time too. Cool. Yeah. I saw Josh had a talk about fast lane last year that I think got him an award yeah. in the Swift community. Yeah, yeah. And I think I've watched that like three or four times as I've been trying to battle with Fastlane to get my stuff set up and that helped me a ton. So if if anyone out there is wanting to, to go and, and hear Josh talk about code signing and Fastlane, definitely hop on to the Vancouver X Coders next week. Yeah, yeah. I think I think that's it's cool that uh there's the sort of community awards being given out. I think that's awesome. Totally. Yeah. Um, but yeah, and then we also have one coming up in March as well, uh, which we haven't set a date for yet. But uh, mm -hmm. yeah, people who can't attend this one should try to try to get in on the next one as well. How how have you personally liked giving talks in person versus now and we're in this online world? How's that been different for you? I, uh, yeah, I think it's it depends. It's like good and good and bad, right? I I really like giving talks in person. I think. I enjoy sort of interacting with the audience and seeing what's like they're seeing their reaction, right? Um, mm -hmm. But there's the benefit to it. So I've been talking at a few different conferences last year and this year. Um, so for that, the benefit was that I could pre-record everything. So I guess that makes you like it helps to be a little bit less nervous, but therefore you also have the editing part of it. And I mean, you've been editing a podcast, yeah. and that takes a bit of time. Um, and I think the editing of a video is can be tricky at first um but at the same time it's quite fun because you can play with it so i gave a talk at a coco heads at coco heads in sydney and then i'm i'm being uh, i'm a very hilarious person so i decided to start with the footage <laughs> upside down because i thought that was that was a very appropriate joke <laughs> the, did you have it rotate the wrong way too? Like the, like the toilet's no, flush the other way? I didn't think of that. No, I didn't do that. Um, yeah, but I, I'm trying to like add some some type of practical jokes in there when I can. That's cool. But um, I think it's the the good thing, as I mentioned before, is that now we can all at least join from wherever we are. And I think that was quite fun because last year I was able to talk at both a conference in Spain and in Singapore and in the US, which I think is 
pretty cool because like you mm-hmm. normally that would require a lot of flying and i think it's yeah. it's quite nice to be able to do it from where you are it definitely has its benefits that's for sure uh, how about you are you um are you interested in giving an, a talk <laughs> <laughs> you're putting me on the spot now um i think so it's been a long time since i've given one probably too long um i think that was the last one i gave it would have been like August, I think, of 2019? Okay. Something like that. Uh, it, was an, it was an Xcoders talk uh, about programmatic project generation with Xcode Gen. And I've learned a lot since then. And, and even learned about a different tool called Tuist that I've been getting into okay. uh, for, for uh, my work project uh, at my day job. All right. What, what is... And what is tu- how do you say it? Tuist. Tuist. T-U-I-S-T. Okay. Um, it's, it's a tool where you can take manifest files and create, uh, an Xcode project out of it. So the Xcode gen ones are all written in YAML. Mm-hmm. Um, but the, but Tuus is all written in Swift and you write your, your, your manifest in Swift as well. Uh, and it can, and so you can do things like, um, uh, you can, you can have this, you have this helper module essentially. Okay. Um, it, think of it like, um, it's similar to how pro, um, package description works in swift package manager uh but they have project description Mm -hmm. so there's like target and scheme and dependencies um build phases like everything that you need to make a project Mm -hmm. and then you can you can get ignore your xcode project from your repository okay um which means you don't have any more project file conflicts when you're doing merges oh okay nice and you would use this tool then to generate your Xcode project out oh, of it. Oh, yeah. That and they, this one does actually quite a bit more than Xcode Gen does. Um, it's been it's been really good for us uh, as a team overall. Hmm. I'm, I'm really happy with how it's turned out. I, for, I forgot to ask, where where do you work? I work at a company called Zulily. Okay. Um, in in Seattle. We, uh, we sell, we're an online retailer, largely geared at uh, moms. Okay. Kind of, kind of products. Yeah. Um, and we've got an iOS team of about nine, I think, um, spread across feature yeah. teams and that kind of thing. And, and I work on an, an infrastructure team, so I get to do all the fun tooling projects and and learn about like how how apps are actually put together and packaged, and oh, cool. how we do architecture <laughs> and and it's a lot of fun. Yeah. I really like it. Yeah, yeah. No, that that does sound sound fun. I think. I as I've been doing these various projects, I've been piling up blog posts in my head of like yeah. stuff i need to write i was just about to say like those are sort of like the the backbone like the, the those are very important parts of like the ios apps and creating apps in general and i think many people it's sort of the same as code signing that josh is talking about mm-hmm. it's this thing that people are sort of dreading a bit and a little bit something that you're not as comfortable with totally and i've been living in Fastlane in the last couple of weeks from uh, various projects at work and also and then on on my new app trying to get things set up right so that i can automate the crap yeah. out of everything cool because why would you not do that <laughs> <laughs> and that's that's where i get yeah, hung up. Yeah. it's like i just like what tooling can i put in place nope and actually i have to ship it. Dang it. <laughs> i know it's um, like once you get started with it and then you just continue <laughs> yeah totally mm-hmm. yeah yeah so, so i would you, like to give a talk yeah. i don't know when yet but Yes, I, w- I will give a talk. Yeah, awesome. I will keep on bothering you about it then. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> yeah. Um, cool. Yeah, and um, so how are you uh, with, with Xcoders in Seattle? I actually mm-hmm. have to admit that I don't know too much about like the whole name change of Xcoders here. 
So I think it yeah. was sort of, uh, as I understand, um, it happened quite recently and Alan uh, basically wanted to change that you two are sort of merging. Um, or just, just that the name is sort of merged so that people can find it easier. Yeah, part of it was uh, to to get like a, a bit better of a, a name, like more related, mm-hmm. uh, easy, easier to find and that kind of thing. Um, Alan actually was on the podcast a year ago. I think mm. it was it was early early last year, and he, so I'll put a link to that in the show notes. We can he he tells the whole story there, but um, he and several of the of the people down here in Seattle had have known each other for a while, and he was like, "Hey, could we could could I help like co opt the name and and take it over in, in the Vancouver mm-hmm. area?" And we're like, "Yeah," and uh, I think overall it's it's been it's been cool, and like that's part of the reason why we call the podcast the Xcoders Community Podcast, yeah. and it's like I would love to have more Vancouver folks on yeah, and, yeah. and get people knowing about because we have Seattle and we have uh, Redmond on the east side of of, mm-hmm. of Lake Washington, mm-hmm. and now we've got Vancouver, like the the triangle, yeah, yeah. <laughs> as it were. Um, so I'd love to get people from not just Seattle. Mm-hmm. This isn't just the Seattle Excoders podcast; it's everybody. Yeah, so yeah, no, I, um, I, I was I was really excited to see the Vancouver talks pop up, and I'm like, ah. Oh, We've tried it a couple times mm-hmm. uh, down here, but it's it's just hard. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like yeah. the 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 organizing uh, group is we've it's I'm I I am impressed that you guys are able to get it get your stuff together. Um, yeah, and, and keep it going. <laughs> I mean, we, so. we we also far organized three of them online, and I hope we can keep on keep on going. But I um I think we sort of I think the good thing is that we sort of got in the role with um with core coffee which is more of a casual meetup so that one's quite easy to organize mm-hmm. you know you just have to put mm-hmm. an invite together and then hopefully people show up um, <laughs> and uh, but but i know what you mean like it's it's hard to like keep it consistent and also it took us a while to just figure out the format because sometimes it's it's just a different thing to do things online right and you really want to make sure that people feel uh, welcome to be able to like chat because it's it's a different thing to talk to people online it's sort of like as soon as you start talking it feels like everyone's looking at you because it's filling <laughs> up their screen right so that's yeah. that's sort of why we thought that was another benefit of the breakout rooms as well so i think that mm-hmm. that helped with that um and we're trying to like also make it a bit more fun and use things like questions and like put polls up and those things too as sort of icebreakers and i think i think that's helpful and that's cool. Yeah, yeah. But I think in general, I think it's it's awesome to hear that like there are I, I always love hearing from people organizing meetups all over the world because I think it is really I think it's really important. I think everyone is sort of set in what they are working on every day and like mm-hmm. they they might sometimes it's just great to talk to other people about their experience and just hear what they are working on. And like you know when you go to a conference you're like Especially if you go to WWDC, you come home and you're like super inspired, right? Do you do you know yeah. what I mean? Like you you, you yeah. sort of just want to try everything out, and I think that is a benefit of like having having meetups. You can actually like get inspired of what other people are doing, and also get an understanding of like the journey other people are going through, but also get a chance to chat with other people. And I think mm-hmm. I think it's important to have have that part as well. And I think it makes people feel a bit more. I mean, obviously, like part of a community, and I think that was really nice when I was in Sydney uh, at um, at Cocoa Heads, just because it felt like it was quite a big city, and everyone worked in a lot of different companies. But then uh, everyone always came together and had like things to chat about. 
Um, so I mm. think I think it's it's great that you you are also organizing um, things in Seattle. So I think like the the more cities we can have like Xcoders in or meetups in, I think that's really <laughs> beneficial for everyone. Definitely, and we're even a subclass of Cocoa Heads. Like we are listed on the Cocoa Heads oh, really? uh, website. Yeah. Hmm. I think yeah we I think Xcoders yeah. and Cocoa Heads kind of started around the same time, um, but Se- but Seattle being Seattle, we kind of wanted <laughs> to do our own thing. And I, this was before I this was before I joined. Um, it wasn't anything against Cocoa mm-hmm. Heads or anything. It was just more like Seattle wanted to do its own thing. So it wasn't until four years ago or so that we kind of like joined back together, mm-hmm. and now we are a Cocoa Heads chapter. Um, I don't know that we post as much to their website as others do but yeah yeah we um, didn't post that much either we were pretty much just listed as, <laughs> as a thing and i think that was also yeah. like before meetup started to be a thing right and i think many people actually went to a website to mm-hmm. find it and i think it was a good idea that you can sort of go to a city and find a local meetup that way um but i found yeah. that meetup works pretty well for it i'm not there are certain features as an organizer that i don't like uh, that i can <laughs> yeah it's it's fine um i think we found that it was a lot easier for people to find us Mm -hmm. when we started using meetup instead of uh like a google calendar feed or something like that um but it's yeah right as an organizer it's yeah yeah yeah. Uh, and and we still have our recurring meeting series set up so i get depressed every month where i see (laughs) you're hosting canceled seattle x code i'm like i know (laughs) (laughs) but Mm. Someday, someday we'll get back down, back down there. Yeah, yeah, I'm sure. I think I hope, yeah. hopefully, I'll be able to also come by and visit in person. Actually, I haven't been to Seattle. I, That'd be awesome. I would love to come down sometime. It's just a train ride away. Yeah, I know. I've been wanting to. <laughs> I actually been thinking about taking a train. Like one time, I want to go down to Seattle with the train. But I also been thinking like maybe for WWDC, I should take a train all the way down to California. I think that would be fun. Oh yeah, I think. I think there's some people who who go down on a train every now and then uh, from the Seattle group, mm. so you can organize something with them yeah. the next time that there's an in-person WWC. Yeah, knows, yeah, that would be fun. Who knows what's going to be this year? Yeah, I... Do you think it's going to be in person this year? I have a feeling it's not going to happen in person. I think... Yeah, me too. I mean, I, I just think it's like every everyone in the world is in such a different place when it comes to like vaccination and those things. And I also think like Apple really doesn't want to be responsible for people like you don't want to be the company where there's an outbreak right not for for your own like yeah. employees but also not for the attendees and i think it makes sense to keep it i think they they managed to do a really good thing last year with uh, with wwdc 2020 like everything was really running really smoothly so mm-hmm. hopefully they will keep similar to that but i i do miss miss meeting people in person have you been to many wwdc's in the past yeah yeah i actually been to before uh, so before the last one i've been to the four years in a row uh, that's that's a very convoluted way of expressing that (laughs) 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 so i've been four years in a row apart from up until until, up until 2020 yes yes okay 1918 17 16 yes exactly yeah 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 (laughs) um yes i definitely enjoyed it and i was sort of thinking like even if i'm sometime not getting a ticket i was gonna go down anyways and just go to Altcom or go to Layers and be in San Jose. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, I think 
that's the good thing is at least like everyone can can botch it now so i think that's good but um and i think definitely i think it worked out quite well with the labs but i do miss sort of the casual catch-up i don't know have you been in person i've i've only been once and that was in 2019 so two years ago um and i didn't get a ticket to the big show i just went to all next door yeah um and that was a lot of fun i i had a great time but that's the only time i've been down there yeah i think outcome i think i've been to one or two sessions there as well and i think it's it's really good that you have that as well and it really sort of adds to the community feel down there um mm-hmm. but one thing i missed that i really enjoy with um wwdc in person is that you can go to labs without having a question necessarily you might just sort of mm-hmm. listen in and then it becomes more of a sort of mini workshop and i think that is something that you have when it's in person or you might meet someone you know who has a question and then you go with that person and hear the question and you sort of get the experience and then um, you hear, like, I think many people talk about if uh, with this new format, you sort of have one question and then you have to sort of be very focused around that. Well, as if you go in person. And you had to get approval, yeah. like your own ticket into a lab. Yeah. So you had to write your question and submit exactly. everything and then yeah. they would say, yep, you get to go yeah. in or nope, you don't get yeah, to go in. Yeah. yeah. Well, it's in person, you might like watch a session and then you're like, oh, I actually have a question about this. Then you just head down to the mm-hmm. lab. So, of course, there's more like it's more casual, but I think they managed to do something pretty good. I, I was able to get probably two or three labs in, 20, in, in the online one. I was able to book oh, them that's, in. That's awesome. Yeah. So that's, I'm quite happy about that, that I was able to get that. So um, overall, I think it was, it was better than <laughs> I expected. I think many other companies just yeah. cancel their conferences right so i think it was good that they mm-hmm. made something out of it what are you excited about from from apple this year <sighs> is there anything that you're looking forward to yeah <laughs> this is going to sound really boring but i i mean <laughs> since i've been working a lot with swift ui i would really like to see some stability <laughs> like I, I would just like them to sort of go in and polish certain things that i know aren't working perfectly and i mean this this is just a like one example is a thing um, that I was mentioning that, that, that I've been talking about online before that it's like if you have a vector image in an image, like in a SwiftUI image, so if you present a vector mm-hmm. graphic in there, um, the vector data is not being preserved. So your image is going to look blurry oh. if it's like if it's being scaled up. Um, yeah. Whereas if it's a vector, it shouldn't be blurry right it should just scale up mm-hmm. um so that is one thing that's like would just be really nice if that's fixed so what i ended up doing was to like wrap a swift wrap a ui kit image and then um ns image so i think it would be really mm-hmm. nice to just get like those things right like uh, there are a lot of components that are available and i think it's awesome to see that apple really try to like add new components and also add things that were very specific for different platforms um last year but i think now i would really like to like have those like perfectionized, but also make them slightly more customizable potentially. I think there are certain things that are um, like works really great in SwiftUI, but then if you have, if you want to have a custom behavior, um, it's not there. Mm -hmm. So I would like those things as well. Another example is like, if you have a a modal sheet that you're presenting, if you use UIKit, you can uh, lock that sheet from not being dismissed. so the user might not be you don't want it to be dismissed on on touch so if the user swipes down you want to prevent that from being dismissed you want them to go through the cancel button and that's Mm -hmm. a really useful thing if you have a sheet where you ask for a lot of information the user might have added a lot of like written a lot of text in a sheet um 
And in SwiftUI, there was just no way to lock that sheet. So if they accidentally tap outside, oh. especially on an iPad, you know, you have all that space outside. If you tap there, sure. it's dismissing it. And that's really frustrating if you're like in the middle of your sign-up process and then everything is dismissed. So yeah. what we did there was to actually end up wrapping UI kit and making our own sort of implementation of the ismojol um, equivalent mm-hmm. that you have in UI kit. So those type of things would just be really nice to get. I can see those being being pain points for sure. I don't know. Like, it's not super exciting to work on those things. So <laughs> I'm not very positive about it. Uh, I'm not very optimistic. But I, I do think overall, just seeing more things being added to SwiftUI would be good. Um, mm-hmm. I, I think we're. All, I, I'm I'm excited to to see what's what's happening with the. Um, I, I, like build tools and like software, just like Xcode tooling and those things as well. Uh, another mm-hmm. thing, man, I think many of us have sort of predicted that there will be something coming out of um, the body build acquisition. I would love to see what's happening. We've been thinking with that. that for a few years. Now, <laughs> yeah, I think. yeah, and I think it's gonna happen, right? <laughs> um, so that'd be that'd be fantastic. I would love to see something come out of that. Yeah, um, yeah. I, I hope it's not the this is the year of body build on on the cloud like buddy build revisit like like this is the year of linux on the desktop kind of thing yeah uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah i think this is the year i know <laughs> yeah yeah i think we so in in our podcast we have like a predictions episode before before every event basically we do a prediction mm-hmm. talk about what we think will happen and every time like we're three people in the podcast every time one of us says that there's going to be something coming out of that <laughs> so it's going to happen right we just got to keep on mm-hmm. keep on predicting it <laughs> eventually you'll be right yeah exactly. i would imagine <laughs> yeah yeah that's cool yeah uh, how about you are you excited about anything in particular i i'm more excited about the hardware side i think mm-hmm. um i really want to get a new m1 or m1x uh, macbook pro did, did you end up so you I'm didn't not, end up getting one yeah from the I, first one? I have a mac i have the m1 uh, mac mini uh, and I sold my 16-inch Intel MacBook Pro, so okay. Um, in in anticipation of the resale price of it cratering once the new ones come out, mm-hmm. so I was like, okay, it's probably just gonna be a couple months. Now it seems like it's gonna be a little bit longer than I was originally expecting. Um, but my my plan is to get one of the new laptops as soon as they're they're announced. I do have the M1 Mac Mini on my desk uh, at my office, mm-hmm. but when I'm at home now, I just have my 11-inch iPad that I use. Uh, the excellent screens by Adovia <laughs> uh, to remote into when I need to uh, do anything on the Mac. Yeah. So okay. it's been interesting. Yeah, it's yeah. been quite the experiment, uh, especially working on an iOS app in the simulator on my iPad remotely. <laughs> it's yeah. been, it's, yeah, it's I been interesting, <laughs> um, but it totally works. And I'm, I'm really happy with how well it's, it's worked and I'm, Actually, considering if they go and do the 14-inch laptop okay. instead of the 13-inch, yeah. I might get the smaller size. Okay. I've always been a bigger laptop carrier, mm-hmm. but I like how small the iPad yeah. is and like yeah. toting it around. Yeah. Um, so I'm I'm not exactly sure what I'm going to do there, okay. but I'm definitely excited about the Mac this year. Yeah, yeah, and me too. The, the advancements in, in Apple Silicon. Yeah. It's, I saw a rumor come out that the M1X is the next CPU in line, and that'll go from uh eight cores to 12 and they're gonna be adding four high performance cores to it okay and a and doubling the gpu count to 16 cores oh, okay so 
if that happens, I'm going to yeah. be very, very happy. Do you know what the <laughs> expected timeline was on that? Um, I don't know when that chip specifically mm. is going to come out. I've heard rumors about the iMac being redesigned yeah, in spring. Yeah, that's sort of what I'm and then laptops, hoping for as well. Laptops, they say second half. Mm-hmm. So they might get announced at WWDC and then ship a couple weeks later. Mm-hmm. I'm hoping that the schedule is a little bit sooner than that because I'd really love a laptop yeah, yeah, you know, now. Could, um, could you imagine going but, with an iMac? Uh, no. So I don't really have a place at my house mm. for a desktop. Um, I rent a, an office space about a mile away from my house and that's where I go and, yeah, and do yeah. my work and that's where I'm recording right now. Okay. Um, I would love to have an iMac someday when I can have space in my house mm-hmm. for it but but having the portability is is really key for me yeah at this point. that makes sense yeah yeah no i'm also sort of waiting and seeing uh we we did get the dtk um so oh yeah so, i got one of those okay too. cool yeah so we we did end up getting the 500 dollar discount towards a new computer Yes. So now we sort of have to decide what we want to do because we, we, <laughs> we're not really interested in the lineup now. I'm very happy that Apple extended it past May. I, I know that was a whole discussion mm-hmm. about like, why, why would you do that? <laughs> but I think overall, uh, it seems like they, it's, it's nice that they extended it and increased it a bit mm-hmm. as well. I think it, it makes a lot of sense. Like having that arbitrary deadline of May felt a bit forced because you sort of had to make a decision on the computers that are available now but now we can at least sort of spend some time so both my partner and i were sort of waiting and seeing what what we want mm-hmm. we know we don't really want laptops we might have an we might want to get a new imac um but we, we're gonna wait and see what's available before making the decision yeah i got one of the m1 airs for my wife and that thing's amazing it's so good um but i i want to get just the next one yeah <laughs> <laughs> so i i can i can hold out for sure um, I'm, and I'm definitely happy that they, they bumped the DTK credit from 200 to 500 and extended it through the end of the year. Like mm-hmm. it's, it's one of those weird things where I ordered the the DTK, not expecting to get anything. I was hoping, but not expecting anything. And then when the 200 came out, it was like, okay, well, I didn't, I didn't expect anything. So this is better than nothing, but <laughs> there's so many weird restrictions yeah. that it almost feels worse than if they said, we'll just send it back and we're giving you nothing yeah uh, right it was strange I, I don't really feel like it felt like it wasn't really thought through uh, yeah and then also the fact that they changed their minds so quickly was also it's very mm. un-apple-like you know <laughs> i think many people no. complained when ios 14 was released within 24 hours <laughs> you know it's not like it's not like they changed that but yeah uh, yeah, yeah I, I I do appreciate it, and I think it was probably they probably realized that it's it's unnecessary to make people un- upset for just just over something like this. So I think it's good at the extent. Mm-hmm. And now I think you can also do use it for credit for any Apple device, any Apple product. Mm-hmm. I think is how it's going to shake out. But no one's actually been asked to send their DTK back yet, so no one actually knows what the credit looks like when it lands in there. Yeah, yeah, it's so bizarre. <laughs> two, it's been two weeks almost, and there's been no shipping instructions. Yeah, hmm. it's. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know. So I'm, I'm still kind of like playing the wait and see game of all right so let's see what this actually is when i can use it but yeah right now it's not that that i there's not really a machine that i want to use it on mm-hmm. um and there's it's not there yet for me to actually see what it is so i think it's good to good to hold out now i think there's definitely gonna be new things coming out 
Yeah, definitely. Thank you so much for hopping on the podcast. Yeah. It's been a lot of fun. Yeah, definitely. Thanks so much for having me. And yeah, for anyone who wants to join, I know it's uh, Xcode is in Vancouver, but since it's online, anyone listening is always welcome to join uh, on either on the 25th or uh, any of the future meetups as well. So I think uh, I think it's it's great to see as many people as possible joining and everyone's welcome. Excellent. And we'll put uh, links to all that in the, sh- in the show notes. Awesome. Thanks everyone for listening and we'll talk to you next month.